Hello everybody, Matt Hardman here in the mobile studio, bringing you yet another episode of the Race Nerd Podcast here on the plethora of programming that is CKCC Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. Man, we've got a lot to get caught up on. I kind of took a week off um, because, well, life happens busy making other plans, or whatever it was that the Beatles, or Good Charlotte, or whoever the hell said it, I don't know, we'll go with, we'll go with the Beatles, sounds good, uh, but uh, took a week off, so we've got like two weeks worth of news and racing results to get caught up on, uh, we got Mid-Ohio for IndyCar, we got Nashville, and Chicago, and I do, oh, not so much a, a, uh, I will eat crow when it comes to the Chicago uh, street course. I will certainly eat a lot of crow. Uh, but we got a lot of news to go over. Um, so let's just get started. Um, no pop quiz notes because we are on a time crunch. And, uh, well, I should say I'm on a time crunch and I want to keep this show from not being as drug out. So let, let's go real quick. We'll turn back the dial to two weeks ago uh, where we would have racing at the Nashville Super Speedway uh, just outside Nashville, Tennessee in Lebanon, Tennessee, uh, where we would see A.J. Allmendinger win the Xfinity Series race, one of those rare ovals for A.J. as he is the dominant guy when it comes to road course racing, but he's certainly shown his prowess on the ovals, picking up, I believe, his first win of the season. Um, then we move on to another guy who picked up their first win of the season and their first career pole in the race, that is Ross Chastain, picks up his third career win, first of 2023, and his first career pole and first pole ever for Trackhouse Racing. Not bad. Thumbs up there. Um, then we move on to the street course at Chicago, which prior to the weekend, I was calling the unmitigated disaster 220. Um, I was not initially a fan of this idea, was not initially a fan of this idea. Being in the city of Chicago, um, there was so much for me to like really you know, hate about this. And um, up until five o'clock on Sunday, everything that I thought would uh, be an unmitigated disaster um, pretty much was. Um, We would have a shortened, not even halfway, but a shortened Uh, Xfinity Series race, which Cole Custer would pick up his second win of the season. And if you had Cole Custer with multiple wins on your bingo board, uh, B-I-N-G-O picks up his second win, both of them, on road courses, surprisingly, road and street courses. So a big props to there. And as I said, this was a shortened race. It was two laps prior to halfway when... um, floodgates opened and we almost had a complete and utter washout of the weekend. 
uh, NASCAR dug into their rule book, dug into their ICO file, uh, ICO obviously in case of emergency, which is what this was. I mean, this was um, something that has never happened before uh, where they've actually had to end a race that short and for it to count. Um, since there was no way that they were going to be able to complete everything um, in the scheduled time length that they had for the city of Chicago or by the city of Chicago. Um, but uh, we would see racing on Sunday. Uh, a little bit of a wet track, a little bit of a, uh, a unique situation for a lot of these drivers. Obviously, none of them had been in a uh, situation where they would be... Um, on a street course and uh, they would uh, not only be on a street course but a wet road course and this is where I am eating crow because initially I did not like this this course I did not like everything about this weekend but this especially after re-watching the race yes I watched the race twice um, the first time I, I did not enjoy it, uh, you know, up until like the last third of the race. Uh, by the time we got to uh, the final, well, the first two thirds of the race, I did not enjoy the final third of the race. I did, uh, but by the time we got to the end, yeah, I was all excited. All uh, you had everything, you had every kind of story imaginable, but in the end, in the end. Trackhouse Racing wins for the second week in a row, uh, this time with their Project 91 car and Shane Van Gins, Ginsbergen, or Ginsenberg, SVJ, for us Americans who can't pronounce the damn thing, um, picks up the win, the Australian supercar uh, multi-time series champion picks up his first ever win it becomes the first driver since Johnny Rutherford um, the IndyCar ace and former uh, Indianapolis 500 winner um, <clears throat> picks up their first win in their first ever start now that's pretty big because I mean Johnny Rutherford. It had been 60 years since um, Flying Johnny there accomplished that feat. And that was back when uh, the Daytona qualifying races, the 125 milers, actually counted as points paying events. Um, so you're turning the clock back to 1963. Hasn't been done since. Um, the only drivers that have been close to that record, especially in the last 25 years, have been uh, Jamie McMurray and I believe what was his second ever start in the Cup Series, and Kevin Harvick in his third career start, obviously winning at Atlanta. And we'll talk about uh, Kevin Harvick's uh, win at Atlanta when we get to the news, but that was very impressive. I really do owe... Um, a big apology for uh, everybody involved with NASCAR and uh, the city of Chicago. Um, 
you know, they put together an amazing race, especially on a rewatch. Um, it is unfortunate that uh, there is a new mayor in Chicago, and there is the possibility that this may be a one-and-done, um, which only proves my thoughts on the city of Chicago. Um, but I'm really hoping that, you know, we give it a shot. I think there's a contract for two more years there. Um, and if the city uh, gets out of it, then they owe NASCAR, I think, something like $100,000 um, for each of the races they have to buy out. If not, it's $100,000 period that they would have to buy back from this. And this certainly sets up for a lot of possibilities on where we may see more street courses. Um, I am still pounding the drum uh, for NASCAR, um, the France family, and Roger Penske to team up, split the costs, and run the Long Beach Grand Prix. Um, I think that would, like, like I've said numerous times to numerous people, that would not only cure the uh, the street course itch, especially if we do not um, come back to Chicago, and it also uh, satisfies that Southern California market, uh, which NASCAR would be losing with um, Fontana being down for repairs um, while they redo that entire track. So, with that said, um, great race. They go on to Atlanta this coming weekend for the Quaker State, brought to you by Walmart 400 um, on the high banks. And I think this is going to be a really good event. Um, we had IndyCar at Mid-Ohio also last weekend where we saw Alex Pillow once again win and, and really pad that points lead. Uh, so much for it being a lame duck season at Chip Ganassi after that whole um, fiasco involving him and Ganassi and uh, uh, McLaren. You know, where they both announced that they had signed Pillow for the 2023 season. And, you know, uh, the court sided with Ganassi and... It's good to see that both Chip and Polo are able to make it work and certainly be a contender because within the last month or so, pretty much since the five, well, including the 500, if you really want to split hairs, they've been the team to be that number 10 car um, sponsored by American Legion has been the team to beat uh, over in the IndyCar world. Um, so... We have that. Uh, trying to remember where they race next. I don't remember off the top of my head. But man, oh man, Let, let's get to the news. Uh, and I don't want to start with a downer because we all know the story of Jimmy Johnson. Uh, Jimmy Johnson had pulled out of uh, Chicago. And that was due to the death of his in-laws, um, his mother-in-law, father-in-law, and his um, nephew, well, through marriage, were found shot to death all in their home in what is believed to be, what is now been confirmed, at first it was believed, but now it has been confirmed, a murder-suicide in the home. And this is uh, just 
this happened just a couple of days after um, the anniversary of the tragic uh, Chris Benoit um, murder-suicide. So it was really eerie hearing that and um, really, really sad. Um, But that's not the only news. I know that was the news that got a lot of people's attention uh, on the NASCAR, thankfully. At least on a worldwide stage, uh, we had SVJ winning that race, uh, which, you know, pretty much around the world, people were tuning in for that. Um, In what was the highest rated NASCAR event on NBC in six years, in one of the highest rated NASCAR events in quite a while, um, that was not the... Daytona 500, so it's pretty big when you're pulling in ratings the size of Daytona 500. Uh, not even the, the NASCAR race at also race at North Wilkesboro pulled in those kind of ratings, so that's very impressive. Once again, another two to the horn to um, to everybody involved in the call of this uh, street course. Um, but uh, we got some other news. Got some better news. Um, we have the news that Spire Motorsports and their truck team will be competing at Mid-Ohio this weekend. Um, and they will have a, 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 a name. I know a name that is very familiar with motorsports. They will have an Andretti behind the wheel as Marco Andretti will make his long-awaited NASCAR debut. It's been rumored for a few years, um, going back to Junior even, uh, hinting that he wanted uh, Marco in one of his Chevrolets at Junior Motorsports. But uh, Marco Andretti will be driving for Spire Motorsports. Um, And this ties in with uh, Gainsbridge Insurance, a a sponsor over on the IndyCar side. very familiar with uh, motorsports in Indiana and the Midwest, uh, they will become uh, primary sponsors over at Spire Motorsports on the Cup side, and they will have uh, multiple race uh, primary sponsorships uh, for both Ty Dillon and Corey LaJoy um, in various number of races. Uh, so we'll be seeing the Gainsbridge 7 and the Gainsbridge 77 very soon. I believe for Corey, it might actually be this very weekend at Atlanta. He will debut that. Um, so we have that. We have the news that um, the NASCAR, well, it's not the NASCAR, the Winston Cup Hall of Fame uh, has been temporarily closed due to an ongoing lawsuit between the owners of the museum, uh, Will Spencer and uh, his group, and uh, HEG, uh, the brand that owns Winston Cigarettes now. Um, this is going back to, going back as far as 2015 as... Uh, Winston is trying to go after them for copyright and trademark uh, things. The problem is the museum, and this has been multiple cases now. The first two cases were dismissed in North Carolina's courts. ITG suing, saying that they are um, infringing on their trademark and 
trying to um, trying to collect on Winston's good name. Now, the thing with the museum is the museum was founded uh, by, as I said, Will Spencer and Colton Seagraves, um, the son of Ralph Seagraves, who really spearheaded Winston and um, their marketing campaign and brought it to NASCAR and Voila, he was one of the main gears in the Winston Cup series. Um, now, his son is one of the head guys of the museum, along with Will Spencer. And um, they had worked out a deal with R.J. Reynolds, the previous owner of the Winston brand, um, for the likeness and the rights to this name. Uh, ITG is trying to capitalize after they bought the Winston brand due to a um, kind of an antitrust thing involving um, the purchase of Laura Lard by R.J. Reynolds. And they would have cut off half the market, so they sold some of their lesser brands, which now included Winston at that point. So... But R.J. Reynolds had kind of grandfathered it in that they had all the rights and everything. ITG is trying to fight that. Unfortunately, that means the museum was closed. And I got to meet Will and Colton at um, North Wilkesboro. Very fine gentleman. Um, just trying to pre preserve the legacy of the sport of NASCAR and um, what was the Winston Cup Series, uh, NASCAR's top series. And, and it's just a shame that ITG has to go this route um, instead of trying to find a happy medium. But obviously, you know, when you have this kind of marketing free in a sport that has been um, so familiar with this name for years that they're going to try to capitalize on it as they should. They own the rights. But uh, the way I, I look at it and the way the North Carolina courts looked at it was R.J. Reynolds's right to sell that name with um to the museum which they did and that i and in my opinion itg should at least honor what rj reynolds had set in place um, but obviously that's never really the case especially when you have lawyers and all that and try to open up other ad revenue um, but yeah, we have all that. Uh, we have the news today that Dale Jr. will be competing a second, uh, Xfinity race in 2023 as he will be competing at Homestead Miami Speedway, which will be later on in the season. And I, I like this. Homestead is a great track, um, used to host the, uh, season finale for many, many years, many, many moments at Homestead. Uh, including Dale Jr.'s last cup race, um, you know, kind of cap off his cup series career and his full-time driving career. Uh, but this was kind of big. Um, so, I, you know, I'm very excited for that. And I, I think more, you know, I still love to see Dale drive a truck um, in the truck series um, and really be successful. Uh, but the... You know, I don't know if that's in the plans. It's easier for him to run the Xfinity. You know, he does have a fairly successful team on the Xfinity series. So, um, you know, here's, here's to hoping for that. Um, 
other quick hits real quick. Um, there is talk uh, after the success of Top Gun Maverick that Tom Cruise may be reprising another um, famous role, and that is of Cold Trickle in Days of Thunder 2. Um, there is discussions to actually bring back um, the famed character and uh, see where he is in his uh, NASCAR career. Um, Days of Thunder, obviously one of those movies, you either love it or you hate it. Um, but it did do a lot for the sport. And Tom Cruise, who is a big race fan and, um, you know, does have a good relationship with Rick Hendrick and all this. So this could be a really good thing. Uh, hopefully they bring back Michael Rooker, um, Rowdy Burns, because he was such an instrumental part of that first movie. And um, obviously Michael's gone on to have a really good career. Um both uh, with The Walking Dead and later uh, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe films as Yondu from the Guardians of the Galaxy films. I think that uh, this would be really great. And, you, you know, maybe we'll get some more stories because that was a very... If you, if you were a longtime NASCAR fan, you probably heard many of these stories. So... Um, you know, they kind of put it in a film, you know, fictionalize it, but it was still great to see that, and I'm sure we'll see where they go. Um, so, I'm actually looking forward to that. There's no shooting timetable on it, uh, nor cast, but there is um, a lot of anticipation that this will happen, um, and Tom Cruise is kind of all for it, so who knows? We may get, after a long delay, to get a second... Top Gun movie to see what Maverick's up to. Now, maybe time for Cole Trickle. Granted, I doubt we'll see Nicole Kidman in the sequel, but you never know. Um, and um, real quick, uh, like I said, we have Atlanta this weekend. Uh, Richard Childress is the Grand Marshal of the race, and he will parade the field around in probably one of the most memorable cars uh, in Atlanta. Motor Speedway history, and that is the white 29 Goodwrench Chevrolet that Kevin Harvick drove to his first career win and only his third career start after the passing of Dale Earnhardt. Uh, we got to see the 29 return to the track just as a Bush Light Ford at the All-Star Race, but this is the actual car that Kevin ran, and Richard will pace the field and be the Grand Marshal for the event. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure there's not going to be a dry eye in the house, uh, both with Harvick fans and Dale Sr. fans seeing that car on the track one more time. Uh, so I really am looking forward to that. Anyway, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you're a patron of um, CKCC Radio, be sure to check out the first episode of the year of On the Road with Race Nerd. Uh, this is going to be the first official episode. I know I've tried other times, but as I said earlier, life happens when you're busy making other plans. And, well, sure enough. So, but anyway, I will talk to you guys uh, very soon. All right. Bye.